Test your might. Test your might. Mortal Kombat. What are you doing, Francisco? Oh, uh, just listening to Mortal Kombat with, you know, Christopher Lambert. Uh, okay, but, uh, we're supposed to be covering Highlander. Well, he played Raiden in Mortal Kombat, but, uh, you know, that still means we're fighting for the prize on this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for Highlander, 1986. Count that among the openers. That works better on paper than out loud. Anyways, welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 161, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, Andy Lewis, and three other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me, as always, is your XO, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Are we the princes of the universe, Paul? Not sure, but I'm definitely fighting for survival after, you know, that great episode that the ladies did last time. Uh, good point, good point. Uh, XO, who is rewinding with us for Highlander? All right, this time out, we are joined by two guests. First, we welcome back ship's clergy and creator of Geek Devotions on YouTube, Dallas Mora. Welcome back, Dallas. Welcome, What's going Dallas. on, Gap? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> welcome, and... We are also joined by pastor and creator of fellow Christian Geek Central show, The Untold Podcast, appearing for his third time. Glad to have you back aboard, Nathan James Norman. Hey, good to be here. Hey, welcome, Nathan. Now, this being uh, your third time, Nathan, you are promoted to Shipman. Congratulations. Yes. Yes, you All have made it. All my hopes and dreams have come true. <laughs> well, yes. Of course. Congrats. Life is only downhill from this point forward. <laughs> Well, no, you can still reach the rank of chief and then officer. After that, it's all oh. downhill because you can't go any higher. I, well, I'm glad you told me. I still have things to aspire to. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you have elected to be part of the ship's clergy. So, again, congratulations. All right. uh, yeah, it's so awesome that we have ships, two ship's clergy here. Wait. Wait, there's two? Yes. Unfortunately, with having two, that means we all know there can be only one so do 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 get ready to fight do 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 train to use swords belay that order paul they don't have to fight we can just get on with the episode yeah i suppose i mean who wants to listen to this episode forever because it keeps going good point thank you paul congratulations again nathan thanks for being back and we're looking forward to hearing more from each of you and also finding out how we each answer this movie's trivial question, which is, Director Russell Mulcahy 
said the biggest dilemma of the film was the visualization of the prize. He said, not knowing what to do, we did what we did. A combination of lighting effects uh, and animation was used. The electricity scene was to cover the wires holding up Christopher Lambert. And the animation represented demonic souls of the past and all the immortals who have gone before him being uh, Connor uh, McLeod, Robert Nash. Christopher Lambert's character. Uh, given that, our trivial question is this. If the fate of the planet rested on you winning a sword fight and somehow you pulled it off, what earthly prize would you want to receive? So we're going to be answering that question as the show progresses. But for now, XO, here is your course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, projection details for Highlander. Then we'll discuss the things we liked and disliked about the movie. And also hear from uh, the wider Highlander community about that. We'll follow that up with our final reign of classic, nostalgic, or tragic. And then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, XO? Course laid in. Alice, rewind when ready. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. For 500 years, they have waited for this day. Two immortals able to survive anything but each other. Highlander. Starring Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery. Featuring original songs by Queen. Highlander. There can be only one. Rated R. Now playing at a theater near you. The only thing they can't survive is each other. But did we have any memories that survived uh, having watched this movie in our childhood or a young adulthood? Let's find out in our memory mind melt synopsis for Highlander. An antique dealer named Connor McCloud arrives in New York City for the gathering, a time when immortals chop off each other's heads until there is only one left to receive the prize. Then there are flashbacks to medieval Scotland, immortality, and the Kurgan. But are both are immortals trapped in a game that leads to only one living victor. In an epic battle ending with lightning and rays of light, Connor defeats the Kurgan and gains the prize. There must only be one. Unfortunately, they made a second film, and actually, there's actually several other films, and we all try to ignore that. <laughs> and also a TV series. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of muddled there. But uh, I honestly don't know, because I'm neither me or Paul, this is kind of unprecedented, neither me or Paul saw this movie as a kid, so I'm going to leave it up to Dallas and uh, and Nathan. Do you feel like those memories were incepted? I feel like it's pretty pretty on point. That was pretty good. I'm Except uh, there's no guy named Victor. Yeah, actually, Victor Kurgan is he. That's the Kurgan. He names himself Victor. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's his alias in the modern times. Oh, but you know what? You know what, guys. In the notes, McLeod is spelled like you would normally spell McLeod. So I'm sorry, that's not how McLeod is spelled. It's like C L E O D. So I guess that spelling was incepted. Tough breaks, tough breaks. So so hard to get these things perfect. But you know, I, I'm I'm technically quibbling, I suppose. Okay, they weren't that flawed. But based on those memories, what rating did 
they lead us to predict this movie to be before we rewatched it or watched it in the case of me and Paul. A classic, nostalgic, or tragic? Let's start with our first guest, Dallas. What was your prediction before you rewatched Highlander? It was a nostalgic. Nostalgic? How about you, Nathan? Uh, the same for me. Nostalgic. nostalgic? Um, I grew. Up, I I came to the Highlander series through the TV show, oh, and okay. then watched the movie later on. Oh, okay, interesting. And, uh, I can remember not being as impressed with the first movie as the TV show. Okay, so how about nostalgic? you? Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Uh, for me, I I actually started watching this movie about a year or so ago. Oh. Um, and I got about fifteen minutes through it, and my wife wasn't with me, and it it was so. Not up to standard that I said I gotta turn it off, and I know my wife wanted to see it, so I I couldn't sit through watching it twice. I was only gonna watch it through once, so I predicted tragic. Oh, interesting. Okay, and did you guys ever go ahead and watch it that? Year yeah, ago? we watched it this past week, a couple no, days ago. For no, this but podcast. I mean back that year ago. No, you were no, so we did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wow, so this is your first time? Okay, and first time for me too, but before I, I popped it in, that's not some people do anymore with the VHS. Before I booted it up on a streaming service, <laughs> uh, I predicted nostalgic just because I wasn't sure. I kind of liked the TV series when I would watch it every so often. Uh, I wa- somehow watched parts of the second movie at some point, and those really didn't make sense. So I sort of ended up in the middle with nostalgic also. So... Uh, so far, we have a disputed nostalgic rain on this one. But let's see if those uh, predictions pan out. Uh, but first, let's get into the technical details of this movie. Paul, will you give us some of those? Like who is in it, how much did it cost to make, stuff like that. Sure. Highlander, um, the first movie is a rated R, runs an hour and 56 minutes, and was released March 7th of 1986. This movie was directed by Russell Mulcahy. I don't know how to pronounce it, Mulcahy. so we'll just keep going. <clears throat> yeah. And it stars Christopher Lambert. Oh, that's who you were talking about earlier. Oh and uh, Roxanne Hart, Clancy Brown, and there might even even been a James Bond in there somewhere. Yes, indeed. Uh, Sean Connery, who are James Bond, uh, played Ramirez in Highlander, as well as voicing Draco in Dragonheart, which we covered in RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 148, uh, John Patrick Mason in The Rock slash 91, and King Richard in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves slash 25. Uh, John Polito played Detective Walter Bedsoe and also was Bigelow in The Rocketeer slash 2, all the way back in episode 2. And then uh, Michael Kamen composed the music for Highlander in addition to composing The Iron Giant slash 159, The Three Musketeers slash 154, Last Action Hero slash 118, X-Men slash 111, Adventures in Babysitting slash 97, and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves slash 25. Wow. All right. The budget of this film was about $19 million and went on to gross almost $13 million. So... Okay, Highlander is part of the sword and sorcery genre of movies, and out of uh, 36 of them that came out in the U.S. from 1980 to present day, where do you think Highlander, the first movie, came in at the box office, number one through 36? 
Uh, let's start. Let's give Nathan the first shot here. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Dallas, what do you think? I'm gonna say twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. I'm gonna guess. Uh, can't be the first one. I don't think it's the bad enough to be the last one. I will say twenty. Okay, out of thirty-six, it came in at thirty-four. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, Nathan. Who's the closest? I don't. Remember. No, it's Dallas. Oh, yeah, Dallas. Twenty-eight. Oh, you said twenty-eight. I thought you said eighteen for some reason. <laughs> did Nathan? Did you say eighteen? I said twenty-two. Hmm, you said twenty. Said eighteen. <laughs> Who else is on this podcast? <laughs> Who is here? Thank you. Okay. So, obviously, there were things about this movie that uh, it people didn't like, apparently. Not enough to go see it. But it did have a cult following, enough to get sequels, TV series, a bunch of things. So, there must be things that people like about it. And let's talk about some of those. At least, how what we liked about the movie. Let's start with uh, Dallas. What's one thing you liked about Highlander? Uh, yeah, well, for me, uh, one thing I like about Highlander uh, was actually the setting of New York. Um, I got the opportunity to visit New York several years ago, and it, like, the entire movie feels like New York to me. Like, it, the setting and everything was, was great. Very cool. Oh, okay. Nathan, was the setting of any of this movie something you appreciated? Yeah, I think the cinematography and locations uh, were all quite phenomenal, uh, whether you were in present-day New York or back in Scotland. You sure about uh, that? There were some incredibly stunning visuals. Y- you sure? Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Lo- lo- w- Location-wise, absolutely. Okay, 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 yeah. okay. <laughs> it was one of my likes as well, the settings, oh, especially really? in wow. Scotland. Oh, yeah, the, uh, gorgeous. The, the beautiful layout there. Okay, yes, I can't. I can't argue that. Yeah, yeah we're, not, oh. we're not talking about graphics. We're talking, talking about, about walls like, that magically no. fall when you no. slap it with a sword. No. <laughs> the backgrounds, we're, the location. We're not, not in that section yet. Okay, no, no. I just you you hit one term that I'm like I'm not so sure, but okay, okay, uh, okay. So you also like the the locations and where it was shot, Paul. Awesome. Something that I actually appreciated that isn't really in line with. Any of that is, I really liked the original Queen songs pretty much. I mean, I was, mm-hmm. as soon as I heard the opening one, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. This is from Highlander, the series, because I remember it mainly from the, the television series. And uh, I, I didn't realize that Queen had actually written original, that was like an original for this uh, for yeah. this movie, among other Queen songs. Uh, and that's just was so interesting that we're covering this movie pretty much on the heels of when Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen biopic just came out or biopic, whatever. Uh, so I thought that was just a cool coinkadink, but that, that was one of the things I liked. Whereas, really? That was one of the things you liked? Queen's music? <laughs> Did you not like Queen's music, Paul? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we won't talk about that now. Okay. I, I'm just surprised. I, I do not like Queen in general, Paul. Exactly. Oh, okay. Then that's, yeah, I don't like Queen. I mean, you're, come on. Beelzebub has not set aside a place for this person. <laughs> what? Oh, Mr. Boy, Queen fan rough. doesn't know about <laughs> that, huh? Queen fan. I just like you, some of their you music. You just referenced Bohemian Rhapsody. That's that's where that song comes from, or that <laughs> yes. lyric. Oh, is it? Okay, see, I yeah. don't... This is how little of a... Fa- Queen, we're getting way off topic. Okay, <laughs> let's go back to... 
Uh, let's go back to Nathan. What's something else you liked? Uh, yeah, I also had uh, Queen music down. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being the, reasonable, uh, Nathan. Yeah. Several songs throughout it. And then they had uh, It's Kind of Magic, I think, at the end during the end credits. Um, I actually bought the album. Really? Uh, when I was young. Wow. And uh, really enjoyed it. In fact, I was a dollar short. And so the guy behind the counter was like, this is such a good album. And he like reached into his pocket and paid an extra Whoa. dollar. Wow. Have the album. That's Cha-ching. pretty awesome. Now, did you get it on like vinyl, cassette, eight track? What did you get on? I'm I'm not that old. It was a CD. Oh, okay. <laughs> here's that. a question: Did it have Queen's "New York, New York" on it? It didn't. No, yeah. that's the one that I was really surprised. That I was like, like, "Oh wow, this is nice and interesting. Something different." Apparently, they they never released that on except on a much later album. I think right. there's like a like a lost b-side thing yeah yeah yeah, exactly why why'd you ask uh dallas because i i had just heard that like that it's really hard to find that track and so i was wondering if it happened to go on a cd yeah. i'm sure it's on youtube it's not probably not that hard to find anymore <laughs> <laughs> uh but uh dallas what was something else you liked about the film um something else i like about the film as a as a person who is um i i did fencing in high school and mm-hmm. so like swords and all that stuff is kind of like it's a culture for us and so sure. it's, um it's, it was kind of cool seeing the different kind of swords that were there mm-hmm. used in the film mm-hmm. and um and the, the mention of, of the mass immune which of course is like every rpg yeah. ever mentions and has i was like that is like that was a cool call out of, yes. of something so so precious that so, okay that's you sort of lost me what which sword was that and that was the katana that oh, okay. uh, ramirez gave mcleod Gave or sort of over two hundred <laughs> times. Yes, I, I got that, but I don't think he necessarily gave it. It's it more like, uh, here's kind of a uh, involuntary inheritance for you. So after he tracked it down years later again, yeah, when it fell off that cliff. Ah! <laughs> How long did it take to get that from the bottom of the cliff? Oh, okay. Well, when you're immortal, it doesn't matter. Okay, but so that's but that's actually used in RPGs. I never noticed that. That's oh, yeah, pretty like, cool. A lot of the RPGs out there, uh, the Mass Immune is generally the, the strongest sword that you can get. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very Dude, cool. Dude, you need to play way more RPGs. Yeah, I'll get right I've on that. i and it's like in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually in a Zelda game, even. I wouldn't be surprised. That's great, guys. Uh, what other things we liked? Let's go to Paul. I loved the Mass Immune. Some of the camera. The Mass Immune. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but, but I also more. really love the camera angles, the swooping ones. Like there were there yes. were several really? of them. Yes, like it would swoop like during at the beginning at the wrestling scene. It was kind of like hovering around and then swooping I, up, and then I honestly was like, "Wait, they don't have drones back in 1985." No. How are they? T-? And then Christy said, "Oh, maybe wires." And apparently that that was how they achieved it was some wired uh, camera system. But I was yeah, like, wow, so to that's... take the camera and actually do that, I thought was great. With like even like mounting it in the back of the car in one of the scenes where he's driving, you mm-hmm. can see forward where he was going. And even like uh, when they're in Scotland and they're they're standing on that rock formation and they're swooping around, that was probably a helicopter shot. Yeah, that but, probably was. Yeah. Uh, just some of the the big grand swooping and and uh, non uh, stagnant camera angles and movements. Okay, that's fine. Again, not at all. <laughs> you guys are like 
we are like diametrically opposed. Well, no, me and Nathan <laughs> like the music, so I guess that's that's something that we're simpatico in. But something else I liked was I actually really found the relationship between Connor and Heather, his wife in the past in Scotland. I I, I just found that to be a really precious relationship. I I really adored how. He didn't like, even though she got old, was you know aged and all that, and she couldn't have children uh, to him or anything like that, uh, which probably would have been a very um, uh, something that back then would have been very way more valued than it is now. I I just I loved there that he stuck by her and uh, still loved her, and I just I, I really. I found that relationship really um, moving. So that's something else I really liked about Highlander. Unlike you guys with the camera angles and your Masamunis, <laughs> I care about the hearts. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Now, usually we'd get to our classic makers at this point. But before we get to those, uh, we actually uh, reached out and contacted a couple people whose fandom for Highlander, I would say, might be, might be immortal. The fandom might be immoral. These people aren't. At least not that I know of. Maybe they're Highlanders. I have no idea. Anyway. Uh, so we want fandom to- lasts longer than they do? How is that possible? <sighs> Got me on technicality. Uh, so we reached out to them to hear what their classic makers for Highlander were. I thought, you know what? These guys really like Highlander. Maybe they'll have uh, even a broader insight than we do. So uh, first, uh, this comes from Robert Alexander McGregor who he helps run the Highlander Heart Facebook group. And he says this about, he actually called it his favorite movie. In my opinion, the best part of the movie was seeing the beauty of my home country. Okay, so he's from Scotland. Uh, Scotland is an incredible place and so breathtakingly beautiful. To see it on screen in a fantasy film with sword fights and romance was just amazing. So I guess he he agrees with a lot of you guys. So the- Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and we just lost all the scholarship viewers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and I also asked uh, Nicholas Ward, who heads up the Highlander, There Can Be Only One Facebook group, and asked him the same question, what is his classic maker? I mean, I didn't phrase it that way, but he had this to say. What makes the original Highlander great is the concept of immortality. The visual style with the transitions and battle between good and evil makes it a film that deserves its classic cult status. So a big, big thank you to Robert and Nicholas for their input. Uh, And if you are a Highlander fan, consider joining their thriving Facebook groups, uh, which again were Highlander Heart and Highlander There Can Be Only One. So thank you again so much to... Robert and Nicholas. Now, it seems so like wait you a guys, minute, wait a minute. There's two Facebook groups, and one of them is there can be only one. <laughs> there's yes. multiple Facebook mm. groups for Highlander. These are a couple mm. I reached out Maybe to. Maybe one is focusing on a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> can we let's let's move on to the, what our classic makers, as sort of lay uh, lay people of in terms of the Highlander <laughs> fandom. Uh, in the wh- Church of Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they don't fight on holy ground, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, what were our classic makers for this movie? Well, I'm curious. Let's start with Paul. All right. One of the things that surprised me, actually the thing that surprised me the most, was I really enjoyed uh, the mythos behind this. I, I really whole... thought you were about to say queen just to troll me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just the whole idea of, you know, these immortal people 
fighting and there's these rules behind it and stuff i i, I was really shocked and i uh, I was really intrigued, and I thought, yeah, no wonder these are there are several sequels and there's a TV show because there's so much that can be done with this. Oh, totally, so yeah. I I really enjoyed that that the groundwork they laid for that mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, I'm curious, Nathan or Dallas, was the lore something? Did that make your classic makers? Either of you? Yeah, it didn't make my classic maker, but it was on my like list. Okay, well, w- what was your classic maker, Dallas? Uh, my classic maker was um, um, kind of a combination of what you point out with him and Heather mm-hmm. and that, that sweetness of it and the bond and yeah. the fact that um, he separated himself from everyone for the most part. But he said he had like three wives over the years. And I thought that was Ramirez. Was, was it uh, Was it Connor also? Connor had said he had several wives over the years. Well, it was Ramirez. But either way, there was that whole thing like he, like with Rachel, like, when he attaches himself to somebody, he's devoted to them. He's really caring and mm-hmm. loving to them. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that his the several years that he lived, it had um, it made him value the lives that he connected to. Mm-hmm. And so I really appreciated that the, yep. the whole having value of the lives that you're connected to. Awesome, that's really great. Uh, Nathan, what was your classic maker? It was almost the Queen music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. But actually, you know, I've watched the movie a number of times, and uh, I I never picked it up before. It's probably been I don't know ten years or so since I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my classic maker is the ending. Oh, right? really? At the okay. end, Ramirez says, um, well, "I got a direct quote here." He says, uh, "You have power beyond imagination. Use it well." Right? And what does he do with it? Right? He he basically seems to just say, "Okay, I'm going to love. I'm going to have children. I'm going to grow old." Mm-hmm. That's it, right? And so uh, Kurgan, if he had won the prize, uh, Ramirez had said it was going to the the world would be turned into a nightmare. So yeah, apparently, yeah. you know, we don't fully understand what the prize is, but it has enough power that the world would get thrown into chaos and decay mm-hmm. if Kurgan won. Mm-hmm. But here we see Christopher Lambert. We're like, oh wow, you can do some, or not Christopher Lambert, Connor McLeod. No, it's Christopher <laughs> Lambert. He's a well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see, he wins the prize, and okay, he can do so much good. He can add poverty. He can do this. He can do that. And what he chooses to do is, I'm going to choose to love this one woman. I'm going to have children with her. I'm going to grow old and die with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm taking something. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking something that anyone can do, and and I'm going to do it because um, I think ultimately the movie's saying this is actually one of the most important things you can do. Oh, like oh, I actually, thought it was saying we always want what we can't have. <laughs> I guess you could think of it that way, but no, you have you have the power to do anything in the world, and he's immortal. He's lived for like five hundred years, right? And and he's realized in that five hundred years, the most important thing I can do as a human being is to love somebody else and raise children and love them too. Well, but yeah. but it seems like that's huge. He's gonna actually. He's no longer immortal. Is that the impression we get, guys? Is that mm-hmm. he is gonna die? Yeah. So, in a way, is. is him choosing to have what he couldn't before? It's like, well, right. I'm gonna actually live like a human, not an immortal. Uh, which is another thing about it, kind of a Christ parallel in a way. Throw away the greatest oh, treasure. <laughs> gosh, wow, Paul. Curious what you do with that prize, Paul we'll Kurgan Powers. Uh, let's see. Well, I guess that leaves for my classic maker. It was really the first half of this film 
um, pretty much up to where Heather dies, I feel like worked really well. At least for me, I felt super invested in it. Now, I will say, uh, as a bit of an aside, uh, I actually ended up watching this movie twice. Uh, I watched it at night, first time watching it with Christy, and I was like falling asleep left and right through this. It was really hard for me to follow, especially after like 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, keep going. And then I ended up trying to finish it the next morning. And I was like, you know what? This is my first time watching this movie. I got to give it a better shot. So I watched it again. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm now I'm seeing what people, why people might like this, and especially that first hour, I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 really I'm actually enjoying this movie some. So I'm going to say my classic maker was the first hour of this film, or or so. Um, uh, mainly around the story of him in Scotland. That's that's I guess the main focus. So, yeah, guys, that's those were our likes. Oh, why do I always do this? I forgot something else I like, guys. Spirit really? Blade Productions. <laughs> you see, since 2006, Peter Franson has been operating Spirit Blade Productions to create entertainment and resources that equip, encourage, and inspire Christian geeks. And soon after starting this indie studio, Peter expanded to include a ton more content and community under the banner of Christian Geek Central. I am personally a big fan of what Peter is doing, and now he has launched a Patreon so that you can help keep his ministry going and growing. Not to mention that your support can unlock fun rewards for you to enjoy, such as exclusive Peter's Brain podcast vlogs, uh, private live streams, other audio entertainment, and a bunch more. Head over to patreon.com slash spiritbladeproductions for all the details. That's great, Francisco. Thanks. <laughs> something already what no I totally see how this relates to Highlander there's spirits there's blades no this one actually fits <laughs> okay good I'm glad I'm glad you, you see the light fall <laughs> um, so I hope it wasn't uh, too trivial to hear about spirit play productions for you uh, but speaking of trivia here is uh, some trivia about us again here's the trivial question that we're going to answer if the fate of the planet rested on you winning a sword fight and somehow you pulled it off, what earthly prize would you want to receive? Let's start with Dow, since he's experienced in uh, uh, fighting uh, fencing and whatnot. So I'm sure he's won some prizes in his day. He's, he's experienced at building fences. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> um, earthly prize I would want to win. Um I would like to have enough money to pay off the taxes and also all of my the student loans and, and debt that I have. Oh, that sounds good. Sign me up for that. Yes. <laughs> just, yeah. just be real. Just be real. <laughs> How about you, Nathan? I want to point out, I also uh, have experience with the sword. Um, I Come used to me. LARP. Oh, oh man. Man. that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, um, so I could bludgeon anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I uh, earthly prize, I think uh, I, term limits for everybody. Uh, term nice. limits. No. <laughs> no, honestly, I think I would. I would reform uh, the entire like foster care adoption thing, both, oh. both domestic and international. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's close to near and dear to my heart, and lots of friends. And I, it's strange. Our our whole church. Uh, there's just so much involvement with it, and it's mm-hmm. not anything that I've done myself or so. I, 
obviously the Lord, but you, you see the heartache and the tragedy and, and mm-hmm. you know, most of it, well, it's hard, it's difficult to begin with, but uh, it's, it's often um, compounded by the bureaucracy, which Word. doesn't have to be the way it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I would use my power to change that. Very good. Wow. How about you? If it was, was the term limits, what's the term limit for a captain of a ship? Yeah. <sighs> I'm not voted into power. I earned this position. <laughs> Dallas Shipman. Um, how, wait, how did you earn it? Is it like the Mirror Universe? Did there used to be another host of this show and you had to kill him in order to ascend the throne of Captainhood? I don't like to talk about it. Paul, what is your... Uh, <laughs> what, how do you answer this question? What, what, I, what, what was the... Briefly, what was the question again? <laughs> If you won a sword fight, what earthly prize would you want? Because you you were able to save the the Earth for from Disney. the sword fight. I would, would want to own, own Disney. Disney. I would live in the theme parks. <laughs> I would collect all the Star Wars money and the Marvel money and make oh, those gosh. kind of movies. I want. I would like Disney. Disney. Wow. Okay. That's actually really good. That's really, really that good. Is, he ended up owning half the world doing that. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Okay. For me. But more importantly, he won our heart. <laughs> <laughs> and our imagination. Okay. Uh, well, for me, uh, it's more in line with what uh, Dallas said. I'd really like to just have uh, own a house uh, f- that's big enough for us and for us to host uh get-togethers or game nights or just other hospitality-type things and to have my own office where I can do podcasting and things like that. So that's that would be my earthly prize. You can have your house and office at mine at Disney. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Can I have a studio there for my show? Yes. Word. And can you... You get an office. Can you support... You, an office. And you, support uh, you have plenty of money left there. Have Create a foundation. Uh, Mickey's... Foster friends. There Hot you go. Dog. Uh, <laughs> Podcasting live from the basement of Cinderella's castle. <laughs> <laughs> the next untold podcast. Wow. Okay. That, that was fun, guys. Hopefully, you found that information interesting. But let's find out uh, what you guys remembered about this movie, Highlander. Yeah, we are talking about Highlander now. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That thing. Uh, and here's when we posted social media, mainly Paul, who does a great job at that, posted social media. What are your memories of this movie? Here's what some of you had to say. Uh, Krista Ganell says, I've been bo- borrowing that movie for a really long time from a friend, meaning to watch it for the first time. Uh, joy emoji, sweat emoji. Uh, you are inspiring me to get around to it sooner. <laughs> Smile emoji, thumbs up emoji. So, uh, yeah, let us know, Krista, if you end up watching it. Or if, if you listen to this, if you found this to be valuable, whether, whether or not you should watch it. Uh, Josh Berkey says, Queen! How'd you really feel, Josh? <laughs> LJ Lowry says, I remember that there can be only one. Fair enough. Uh, Ryan R. Jackson says, Apparently swords can break stone walls? I yeah. feel like the concept was great, but the execution was lacking. But hey, mm. it had Sean Connery. Can't be all that bad. And finally, uh, Stephen Hamilton uh, pretty much gets us right into the hate section by saying, Good idea. If I were casting for Shakespeare in the Park, 
local high schools have better acting. The only thing this movie has is Sword, Sean Connery, and some stupid band named Queen. (laughs) (laughs) If you were... Now, here he has a question. Uh, This is Steve Hamilton. Uh, He does ask ask us, if you were immortal, what century would you start in? If I was immortal, how could I start in a century? Like if you could pick when you were born. Oh, okay. Because the Highlanders are born, but then they just live. Okay. Sort of. (laughs) Let's not get into the technicals of it. Yeah, for, do you ever for really me, live? for me, I would say I probably would live in whatever century Christ is coming, so that I could just not have to be immortal. Because I don't think just I could done. take that. Yeah, just be done. Um, I would say I would uh, start after the flood because I don't want to die in the flood because everybody else died in the flood, even the immortal people. <laughs> but you're immortal. I don't think you could. Uh, but you can't. You can't rewrite the Bible, so you got to start there. That I'll just well, like... but that's okay. I don't want to get into literal imp- interpretation of scripture right now. So, uh... oh come on, <laughs> you don't want to do it later either. <laughs> uh, how about you, Nathan? Oh uh, yeah, like uh, three thousand BC. I just want to see it all. Okay, right? like so, so kind of like Moses time and up. Okay, cool. Yeah, and Dallas. Um, gosh, man. Uh, it would either be kind of like you, man, like right before Jesus comes back. That way, like when after I get stabbed, I'm foot become immortal. Jesus comes back. He's like, "Hey, I did that once." But <laughs> <laughs> that or or be in the future. Okay, somewhere. Cool. All right, we got two past, two futures. So thank you so much to Krista, Josh, LJ, Ryan, and Steve for that feedback. And now it's time for the dislike section. Yeah, that was not really a great transition, but I'm going to call attention to it anyway. Uh, let's talk about the things we didn't like about Highlander. I'm going to kick us off by uh, going against kind of one of, I think it was Dallas's comments. <clears throat> Dallas, you said you liked the the sword choreography. Was that correct? No, I like the swords. You like the swords. Okay. Not the fencing. Because I was like, wow, the fight choreography. I felt like the fight choreography for the wrestling, which I think those were actual pro wrestlers. Uh, that was way better than any of the f- other fighting in this movie. I was really let down. Now, I'm I'm a bit, I mean, sure, I'm a bit um, spoiled when it comes to that. But even movies like Princess Bride, which is a contemporary of this movie, has much better sword fighting. So I we have a much better sword master at the helm. There. Well, okay. Then apparently he's available. Hire him. So Why would somebody fight me? <laughs> 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 so that was one thing that bothered me. I was wishing, especially if they've been training forever, not forever, for hundreds of years, you'd think they'd be a lot better than they seem to be at that final battle. There's a lot of downtime where they lose their skills in between. Maybe it's like Batman Begins where, you know, it's it, this isn't a dance, right? So you're used to seeing sword fight like a dance, but this is what it's really like. Yes. Uh, well, okay, no. Dallas, fencing expert <laughs> extraordinaire. Is this what it's really like? No. Okay. <laughs> There's the kibosh. Like, like they're swinging at their so- at each other's swords. They aren't actually swinging to hit a person. Yeah, it and feels like was, they're like swinging. That bats was really annoying swords. to watch. I'm, I'm not because you're getting into my tragic maker. Oh, okay. Okay. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> well, give us your not tragic maker, Dallas. My not tragic maker. Um, the constant tumbling the home dude did at the first fight. 
Like, yes. and the way, like, they just repeated that scene twice. I'm like, wait, what? That was such a like, In the first fight, um, in the wrestling. Um, oh, oh, in the, the wrestling scene. Uh, oh, oh, they're in, in they're the, the car garage, park, the garage, okay. and like sprinklers are going, and my man's like tumbling oh, yeah. backwards what randomly. It's like, what are you doing? And then they repeated the footage. Yes. Like I'm I like, am I having that, a stroke really? and seeing this twice, or is this really going on? There's a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder I wish there was. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't notice that, but I did notice the tumble. I'm like, I, I mean, if he's swinging at you with a sword, I could kind of see how that would throw you because you don't quite know where to aim. But that's not how you get away. You run, man. Oh, oh and he kept flipping backward. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I was like, yeah, that's pretty impressive. But you're no, you're. You're not going to outrun anybody doing exactly, that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Nathan, what's something you don't like? Oh, yeah. My uh, first dislike was, uh, I think his name is Fazil, uh, was that middle-aged accountant man who was doing all the backflips <laughs> yes. several times. And that was the best part, too, right? Like, So I'm not going to retread the, the cheesiness of the backflips, but it was great because it's like, whoa, he's doing all these backflips. Okay, now here's the middle-aged guy again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Like, wow, that stunt guy is great. Oh, yeah, here's this guy again. <laughs> you, you cast this movie, right? Like, I get in the real world, if these immortals were real, maybe this is what this guy looks like. Yeah. Right? But you cast this movie. So let's cast a guy who looks like he can't even pick up a sword and have him fight. <laughs> and you're like, accountant man, right? Like, he just, oh, man, it was such a... It was a good idea, but just cast somebody else. Um, he was not the part. That, so yeah, that was that was certainly tragic. Great, great point, uh, Paul. Was it the Queen music? No. Oh. Um, okay. uh, well, yes, but since you brought it up, sure, I'll throw that in as bonus <laughs> things. Uh, here's another bonus thing. It wasn't white text on black background. It was red. No, 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 no. We have you have a precedent. It. It's only white text on black yes. background. There's color. I will say There's it's a color. not as bad okay. as white text. All right, but it's just only a step up. There's no <laughs> movement of it. There's there was no a voiceover. Any. You got Sean Connery Actually, talking. that's that's not one of my. That like I said, that, that was a bonus. bonus. Real, You're sneaking my, them all in. Okay. Yeah. Because all three combined actually make enough for one. Captain Planet. Because it's a, another tidbit thing, but there could only be there could one. be only yeah. one. Says now, obviously that's not true because there's at least three running around. There's more than one. No, there can be only one that wins the prize essentially. But as the first, my first time watch, I don't understand that. I just guys going around. There could be only one. Uh, who says who? Because there's obviously there can be more than one because there's multiple. It's because they say it, Paul. It must be true. Exactly. If they say it. Some guy comes on the screen. There could be only one. And like, all right, there's no president precedence to set that up. There's no reason why there. You know, I don't know why that's why that's a thing. Why? So just you saying it. Something that obviously isn't true is, is, I mean, it sounds cool, but I'm like, really? Because there's obviously more than one. Well, I think they... Just because it's not your culture doesn't mean it's stupid. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't insult the Highlander culture, Paul. Yeah, how dare you? How dare you, sir? (laughs) Uh... But speaking of insults, what's something that was insulting about this movie for you, Nathan? 
Um, okay. Uh, Heather, sc- <laughs> Heather screaming during the oh fight my between gosh, Kurgan yes. and I mean, I like Heather, I just, but yes, stop it. With oh that. my goodness. It was great. I just, <laughs> it was awful. It was, it was atrocious. Indeed. I'm, and and just when you thought it couldn't happen, it happens anymore. <laughs> it happens again. <laughs> She's a screamer. Oh my gosh. Uh, Dallas, what's something else you didn't like? Um, I didn't like the inconsistency and in how they did the quickening. Like there are times where it's like, like it was like bam, it was like instantaneous, and there's all this stuff. And then there are times where like, oh, it's I'm gonna go drink some coffee now or something like that. Like it was just there was no consistency with how they played out the quickening. No, it's um, consistent. That like, I always blew frame. out windows. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, it was like like where uh, where did like, not. Well, I mean, when, there was a time when there was like those wooden, like the stone walls. Yeah. So there, well, <laughs> there yeah, which that blew out the whole stone so, structure. But like blew you out. had this like delay in the quickening also. Like you had these times where like instantaneous and then all of a sudden it's like he has a whole conversation with these people in the street alley and then the quickening happens. Did so, it? I know. I thought so it happened right after the guy shot him. Wait, wait, wait. What is the quickening? I only quickening saw this movie the, once. <laughs> so is that after they chop up the head and then all this like and uh, all the uh, lightning like, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Happens and then like this um, satanic goo comes up <laughs> and then it gets absorbed into the guy. <laughs> Something like that, Paul. Yes. Okay. Uh, here, here's a question, and I don't know if you guys, any of you guys, would know this, but. Is this kind of like Jet Li's The One, where every time they kill another uh, immortal, they get more powerful? Yeah. That, that's that's what they had kind of hinted at in the yes. in the movie. Okay, in the series they played on it more, and it's like in the series they actually had powers. Oh, really? Okay, and so like they were literally becoming they they only gained the powers, they gained their memories, and that oh, was wow. some of the stuff they hinted at. Like that's the reason why. He had all the wisdom after he right. got. He became the one. It's because he literally had the collective memories of everyone uh, okay. who had ever been. Now, see, I only saw this movie once, and I got that. Well, <laughs> no, good go. for to you. you. I got some things. I didn't get everything. So you got to give me some slack on the things that okay. Fine, Paul. What's something else you didn't get though? Paul? Uh. I, uh the acting? Why? <laughs> I mean, okay, Sean Connery was great, but then like right right before he's about to get his head chopped off, he's like, alright, I'm not going to run away. I'm just going to lay here against these stairs. You know, and not like turn around and defend myself. Yeah. But just overall acting, I'm like, who are the? This is obviously low budget, but it's it's it it let's put it this way it doesn't date well okay i could see that yeah i uh this might be apocryphal but i remember listening to the commentary uh years ago and one of the producers (laughs) said that uh when they had christopher lambert um in the office they were asking him, do you, do you even speak English? And his agent stepped in and said, of course he speaks English. Of course he speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and they kind of wrote that in when he was in the police station. And they're like, you've got a strange voice, Nash. Where are you from? And he says, I come from lots of different places. <laughs> yeah. In very wooden English. Uh, so, yeah. Where, I think that's a fair, fair, uh, fair criticism. What I read on IMDb was that he actually didn't speak pretty much any English, and this was 
one of his first English roles. There, he had yeah, one think. other before that where he yeah, didn't he, have main lines. I think he played a caveman in the one before that even. Uh, <laughs> may, oh, yeah. No, it was a Tarzan film. No, he, that's what it was, he was yeah. Tarzan and only had like a couple lines. In fact, I didn't realize it was the same guy from Mortal Kombat till much later. I was like, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, he has acting gotten way better in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> I believed he was radiant. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Oh, it was electrifying. Uh, yes. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't like that. I, I, I found the acting okay. His. Christopher Lambert's accent, which was supposed to be a hodgepodge of just foreign accents, it wasn't really supposed to which be. Which I believe specific. that I'm not talking it about was, that. That that was <laughs> bothersome, but um, yeah, the acting didn't really bother me so much. Uh, one more thing that I didn't like before we get to our tragic makers is, and this is a bit nitpicky, but it really bothered me. A bit. Cloud and I rewound it to make sure I understood right. McLeod said, or Robert Nash, the the the, the good guy, Christopher Lambert, uh, when him and uh, the Kurgan are in the church, yes, uh, he's Cloud says to the Kurgan, um, "I'm going to be waiting outside the church, and you can't stay in here forever." The next scene after um, Clancy Brown, which actually I don't know why he didn't make my like list because he was kind of a highlight for me, but uh, who played the Kurgan? Uh, when he does his awesome ad lib, it's better to uh, burn out than to fade away. He, he apparently leaves, and Christopher Lambert is back at his place, uh, where I think Rebecca and you know, was it Brenda is or something. And it's like, yeah. what? You said you're waiting outside. Why are you not? Yeah, he I'm- is. After, after, after. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. Uh, yes, I said that incorrectly, <laughs> purposefully. <laughs> But that, so that uh, <laughs> that annoyed me that he said I'm gonna be waiting right outside and he's not. What's up with that? He is outside. He's not inside. He's he's outside. Uh, okay. Well, let's get to our it's tragic makers then. The things we hated about Highlander. Let's begin with Dallas. Uh, my tragic major maker was the sword play. Uh, it okay. was rough. Yeah, all the way through. I said earlier, it's like. They were swinging at their swords. They're swinging at the hilts instead mm-hmm. of in the bell guards. Instead of rather, like I'm actually trying to hit you, and that was that was rough to watch at some points. Mm-hmm. The only good sequence was the the random kata that uh, Ramirez had taught McLeod that he executes at the end, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was awkward because it's like he's like waving the sword around for for those hand, that like, don't know what a two-handed kata weapon is what's a kata i mean i know it's what it is it's the sequence of, of of swings and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's like he's he's swinging around like a 5 year old then all of a sudden at the very end of the movie it's like i'm an expert swordman <laughs> 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 it's like he went from like level 1 to 10 and like zero you know you know what i just realized i get the impression that he hasn't killed a lot of other immortals. I mean, he did that one guy in the garage, but that's it. But the Kurgan seems like he's been killing tons. So how is it that the Kurgan doesn't win at the end? It seems like he'd be way more powerful and more capable with the sword. So I, I really don't get how... how he uh, wasn't that that's, much more. That's good storytelling. The protagonist right. is not as strong as the antagonist. Okay, fine. And that, that's and every to... classic story. Yeah. Yep. Root for the underdog. And if you want to end in storyline with it, man, um, 
Remember, he kills when he kills somebody. He takes the memory and knowledge and powers of everyone that that person killed. Okay, yeah. that's a good point. So it's compounded. All right, all right, fine. Ben Franklin. Uh, let's go to Paul. What's uh, what is uh, your tragic maker? I uh, through a lot of this movie. I didn't understand what was going on. I really didn't. <laughs> he's he's holding on to a guy, and then he's getting struck by lightning, and the guy isn't there, and a second later, the guy's there. It flashes back and forth. I'm like, what's going on? He's these transitions that people talk about. Like I did it like going like up moving up and down is like switching through time. I didn't know that at the beginning. I thought maybe this was like the Super Mario Brothers movie where there was like <laughs> Scotland on once uh, on the upper hand and like the wrestling New York was underground like a different dimension or, or something. I, I and I didn't even know it was the same guy because the guy in Scotland had what? like this big brow and this other guy in New York didn't have such like a a, a big forehead and or something. I wait, didn't realize wait. it was the same guy. Did you watch this on is this one of those few times you watch this in SD maybe no, I streamed it through Amazon Prime. I on I don't know how you didn't recognize it being the same person, but it, right. it well it I so and there were a lot of things like I was constantly asking my wife who was watching <laughs> what's going on in this and it's like later it's it's kind of revealed but. Why take me through all that unknown for the first, you know, third of it and stuff? And it's kind of all right, like the Kurgan. Mm-hmm. He's like, so after finding out what's going on, I'm thinking back. He's like, oh, save the guy for me. Nobody fight this mm-hmm. guy, right? Mm-hmm. Why save him? Was did he know that he was another Highlander yeah, or yeah, immortal? Because so Ramirez... if he did okay. know. Why didn't he lop off his head at that point? Because, because he got to, he got uh, all the all of McLeod's cronies like tackled him and got him away from McLeod, so he couldn't. the The way that the the lore goes is you only become immortal if you die a violent death, and so the Kurgan had to activate the quickening in him in order for him to become an immortal. Oh, so he wasn't immortal when he said, "Save him for me." Right, he, oh. but he knew that he was going to be if he died a violent death. See, again, watching for the first time, you don't know things like this. No, no. Yeah, they uh, don't I set things up for the average person who knows nothing to know exactly what's going on. When I watch Star Wars, I know what's going on. Do you? Do you really? When you watched well, it as a two-year-old, did you really know what was going on in Star Wars? I'll tell you what. If I watched it as a forty-plus-year-old. <laughs> If so I don't understand what's going Obi-Wan on, they're doing Kenobi. it wrong. What was yeah. that, Dallas? So you understood what happened to Obi-Wan Kenobi when he just stopped in the middle of a fight? All right. And then dropped out of his... Okay, this isn't Star Wars okay. talk, guys. Let's okay. get out of this. No, I concede. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to become more powerful than he could possibly imagine. And he was just Rather than just a floating of, ghost with a voice. He's just taking a page out of all that powerful. Have Sean Connery's book and just like, ah, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> just kill me. It's fine. Okay. Well, let's go with... You know what, Paul? Your tragic maker sort of, I say, bleeds into mine because you didn't really follow along. And I wonder if that was a product of, I felt like there was a lot of, 
Okay. When you, I think, uh, Nathan, when you originally said that you're a fan of the landscapes and cinematography, yes. I, I feel like the, the word that I'm like, really? Was the cinematography part. Because I feel like this movie was not... The things they shot were beautiful. The way they shot this movie was just all over you the mean, place. You mean the editing? The, it was the editing, the, the types of camera... They, it's like they tried to use every single camera... That was available to them. They had the they wire camera. Did. They had steady cam. They had pan swinging cam that was poorly edited at the end. Like, oh, let's go from this way to this way at the end, and let's just pause. No cut. Just wait. Just wait there, and let's do it again. Yes. Oh, let's wait. I, and then you yeah, have. I agree with that in, one. Yeah, that was a pretty bad swoop. <laughs> in uh, McLeod's uh, study, where he keeps all his weapons and stuff, there's this like. Lens that comes down from the ceiling and oh, it's a I thought that eye. was a cool. Yeah, what that was. Just but a there's cool. there's no rationale to any of to all this. Oh, that's a cool way to no. show them entering. But I thought it was cool. Well, there's I did, too I much variance. It's way it's way over the place. There's no consistency. And then you have your helicopter yes. shots. Then you have your wide shots. And then yes. you have the Kurgan trying to be like the Terminator with the music like that. And it's like, oh, it's just dun, dun, like dun, dun. all over the place in terms of tone. The only thing that's consistent is in Scotland. Everything feels natural and earthy. Except for when the walls blow out because a sword taps them, <laughs> that that was a little extreme. But everything else in in Scotland is great. I, I think that's why the first half of the movie I like so much. And the second half though is just like uh, it's like the second half was just like they're trying to set up another romance with Brenda. We had a great romance with Heather. I I would much rather they took the last half hour, condensed it to half an hour, make Brenda a possible love interest for a future movie and not have them I mean obviously I'd prefer them to delete the sex scene and but there's just all this trying to establish their relationship that I feel gets in the way of uh gets in the way of the the movie having a quick pace and going to the end where he's taking out the Kurgan. So, and then me, like you, you get other Highland, uh, other immorals that like are just there just to just die in the next scene. It's just, it's just, I don't yes, get it. They're fodder. So I'm, I sort of went off there, but I didn't give Nathan a chance to share his tragic maker. Hopefully it's the same as mine. So wait, 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 Francisco, what was your tragic maker? Cause you went all over the place. <laughs> exactly. I that is tragic exactly. Maker was the movie itself. No, no. <laughs> no, it the, the way it was shot, the tone it was trying to project with its, with its uh, film techniques I think I mean I feel like the 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 director does a lot of video shorts, does music videos. I think he is just trying to do too much with the camera, uh, and instead of letting the setting and the actors do the work, I feel like that he was trying to like, ooh, I'm going to make sure people know this is a movie. I, this is my styles on this, as opposed to letting letting the the what actors. If that is his style. You don't like his style. Okay, I guess that yeah, on. maybe that's it. I just don't like his style. That could be. Well, we've already established he couldn't uh, rely on the actors to pull the scenes. So <laughs> well, all right, then like, Scotland. Just, just shoot Scotland, and we're good. <laughs> okay, so Nathan, um, your tragic maker. Yeah, my tragic maker is the Foley work. Oh. Pretty much all of the Foley work throughout this. I mean, from the beginning when their swords clang together <laughs> it's it's almost cartoon like um 
you know, they're they're trouncing through the woods in Scotland and through the marsh, and it's like, it's it's almost like it's not quite a cartoon, but it's Mm -hmm. almost a cartoon. Uh, It was. It might have been better if it was all done human voices and cartoony. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! Or if the actors just made the sounds or if they beat right, coconuts yeah. together i don't know oh, yeah exactly um, <laughs> sean connery ching <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, yeah the foley work was was pretty atrocious you know what I, this only and, be, I, I, and I, I just couldn't help it here throughout the whole thing i yeah. bet you if i if i sat down to watch this again i would totally pick up on that it being my only like I, I'm going to say one and a half times watching this. I that wasn't really on my radar, but I could totally see that. If I could tell what was going on, I'd probably be able to focus <laughs> on that too. <laughs> well, with that, guys, those are the things we dislike the most about Highlander. Uh, I guess now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? <laughs> Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Okay, guys, do we rate Highlander a classic? We'd recommend anyone go and see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic, it's worth a rewatch if you enjoyed it as a kid, but not necessarily if you've never seen it before. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time, whether or not you've seen this movie in the past. Let's start with our guests first, and we'll start with Nathan this time. How do you rate Highlander? I have to give a caveat here. Um, yeah, the movie's rated R for yes. good reason. Yes. So my recommendation would be that you are an adult and R-rated content is manageable. This is hard um, because pretty much everything you guys said as Tragic Makers is, is correct and especially totally valid. Francisco's. Um, especially Francisco's, because yes. he's the captain, and I don't want him to jettison us. Uh, That's fair. <laughs> You're, I might advance your promotion now, uh, Nathan. Don't give Thank away you. my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I still I think I'm going to go with classic, because as many Whoa, times as really? I saw the movie, I like, I like what the message is overall of the movie. Like if you have all the power in the world and you've been alive for 500 years, you're going to realize the most important thing. The best thing you can do with all the power in the world is to love someone and and have children and live a quiet, good life. Um, There, there's something pretty deep in that. And, uh, and I'd missed it because it goes by really quick in the movie and all the violence and stuff just kind of overshadows it. So um, I, yeah, I I think that just barely threw it up to classic for me, but okay. I'm, I'm going to go with classic again. It's R rated, so yeah. you know, if 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 that's your thing, okay. Thank you, Nathan. Awesome, awesome to hear that rain. That's uh, thanks for thinking so much about that. Uh, Dallas, how do you rate Highlander? Uh, this was difficult for me. Also, um, like Nathan, I want to specify. You know, this is an R rated film. There's Wait, a, this is R rated? Oh yeah. No one ever yeah. told me that. Just like Predator, actually. And so, <laughs> but I will say this: um, like, there's a section there you could you could just hit the skip button on the DVD, be Indeed. fine. But um, I don't know it's it's hard. I can see why somebody coming in raw would be like, "What the heck am I watching?" Yeah, but there's such a huge, 
huge <laughs> cult following of it, and and I'm I gotta say I'm part of it. And oh, really? Okay. There just there's a level of magic that happens with it. I mean, yeah, the sword plays junk, but it's fun, yeah. and. You know, swish, no, it, clank. This is not going swish, to be a swish. film. Poke, poke. <laughs> Perry, <laughs> Perry, dodge, thrust, good. Five, six. Oh, no. my spleen has been perforated. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're walking over your... your oh, it's all good. No, it's all good. So, but no, um, like I can see why someone would just like it, but... I'm gonna go for classic too. It's Whoa. just it's a fun oh film my. to watch, and um, it, you don't go in there expecting like you know Gladiator, but I mean, hey, not entertained. If you go apparently in apparently Dallas fun. and uh, Nathan are, and there's and the fact that it, it's birthed so much again, yeah. we yeah. we ignore Highlander too, and all three <laughs> versions of it, five versions of it. Oh but, my gosh! I mean the the TV series was amazing with. And the, um, the the anime was pretty cool. We ignore the anim- the animated American animated cartoon uh, too, but there's just so much an- in it and so much lore to it. I just can't help but think of it as a classic. Okay, all right, Paul. I I would imagine I could guess what you're going to rate it, but I've been surprised before. How do you rate Highlander? I I really see what the what uh, people find interesting, like I said, the lore and the and the mythos behind it is really fascinating, mm-hmm. um, and I do see why people enjoy. it. In fact, if they had cut, you know, some of the scenes that we had talked about, I would enjoyed this. I would have enjoyed this movie as as like a nine year old. Um, and re- if I had saw it at that age and have watched it since, I mean, this would be probably one of my favorite. Um, uh, uh, franchises out there, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I didn't, and so, but anyway, um, so I think it has a lot of good merits to it, but there are some things that are seriously flawed about this movie. So I'm gonna say nostalgic. If you oh. liked it back then, you probably will now, and if you haven't seen it, I'm gonna go ahead and say skip it. Maybe there's another. I don't know. I haven't seen the TV series. I haven't seen any other movies. Maybe there's a better way to get introduced into this uh, this franchise. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would say ask somebody. But I would say if you're looking for just a, a something to put on to entertain yourself, and you haven't seen this, uh, I would actually recommend Dragonheart with another Sean Connery mm. of the Middle Age movies mm-hmm. more than this. Or Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Sure. Well, he's in that too, so that's why. Well, yeah, <laughs> marginally. But he doesn't cling swords in that one. That's well, true. That's he true. clings swords with his teeth in Dragonheart. Anyway, <laughs> wow, getting off the beaten path. Not really. Okay. Uh, so nostalgic. I was really. I wasn't really sure what to do with this movie uh, because, like I said, I really so. I mean, typically when I fall asleep in movies, that's instant instant tragic for the most part. But like I said, this is the first time, and I want to give it a fair shot. And and watching it again, I was actually getting invested in it. And I, I, I so wish this was an hour and a half movie. I this would be this would definitely be a classic if it was an hour and a half movie, and not that it was just shorter, but that it was tied up and they weren't trying to establish two romances i feel like the first one's good enough and you could just sort of uh, tease the second one i don't it's just 
uh, so much trying to fit all that in and just it felt like they were just padding stuff to allow for two romances to be uh substantiated oh wait before before you uh before uh, give your answer before you give you your answer yes See, see, that's the good Foley work of my life right there. <laughs> uh, no, that's a great point, though, about the love, right? Mm-hmm. So he makes her stab him in the oh, heart. <laughs> oh, right. And so he dies and then comes back to life. She's like, you, you, you made me stab you. I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what in the world? It does not make any sense. So that's how you get women, huh? Okay. Jeez. Okay. Uh, Man, here, I guess here's where it comes down to. I'll I'll go back to my main things. Is it quotable? Eh, There can be only one is definitely quotable, but I think that comes from, for me, it's mainly from the TV show, not the movie. Uh, Would I, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, Is it. Would I share it with my kids? I know. I would share Conan the Barbarian way more than I with, with my the kids. the big orgy scene. Wow. You don't see anything. There's other scenes where you see stuff. The orgy scene, you don't really see anything. I didn't know it was an orgy scene until it's they called lie. it the orgy scene. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, with it then before this, did I enjoy it? Uh, not, Or would I watch it again? I don't think so. It's definitely got me intrigued to maybe see try out the TV show, especially after some of the things you guys have said to actually maybe watch the TV show from like beginning to end at some point. I don't want to give this a tragic, but I feel like I feel like for the most part, it is one according to my criteria. So to be consistent, unlike the camera work in this movie, uh, I'm going to rate uh, Highlander a tragic. I don't like Rain in a tragic. I feel like there. I feel like there's so much potential they in this don't. movie. No, no, I no. I'm going to rate it tragic. Because for you, it's tragic. For me, it's tragic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, right. I get other people may not feel that way. Obviously, Dawson, uh, Nathan don't. But according to the Retro Rewind podcast, with two classics, because Francisco's not doing his funny math anymore, <laughs> we rate or we rate. Highlander, a highly disputed classic movie. So we recommend you go see this uh, film. Keep in mind it's an R raid. Right. Uh, <laughs> Q, we are the champions. Oh my gosh, guys. Okay, well, now that we've rated Highlander, it's time to get back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Alice? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. All right, so we have a few bits of feedback that I want to share because it uh, highlights how well, again, the ladies, uh, my wife, Christy, Paul's wife, Valerie, and actually Dallas's wife, uh, Celeste, uh, uh, manned, womaned the last podcast on The Little Mermaid. So I wanted to share some of the feedback uh, that they received. This isn't all of it, but I wanted to share some of it. Alex Ortiz said, this episode was pretty awesome. The ladies did a great job. I'm happier more than when I first hit play. Oh, thank you, Alex. Uh, I loved hearing my comment on the podcast, although I probably should be, have clarified Ariel's costume changes were the most any of any Disney animated movie. Thankfully, everybody, everybody kind of got my gist and didn't make a big deal about it. Also, I listened to the intro three times and still don't quite know where if we're actually getting revised movie reigns for early episodes. That is the niffiest, nif, 
giftiest idea ever brainstormed. I want it. Thank you for that, Alex. And uh, will you be uh, see what's more to come on. More that. to come on that. Yeah. Uh, and then Nathan James Norman uh, said, "Oh wait, you're right here. Uh, this episode was oh, a delight." And uh, suggested calling uh, a new the other podcast, the Retro Rewind podcast. Was that where it was? Nice. The Retro with the, an A, yeah, because yes. Retro is masculine. Retro would be of uh, course, feminine. yes. <laughs> I did uh, not realize that. You may have I a think point. There. That's in a lot of mm. Latin-based languages. I I mm. want to say. Then we have a point to romance it. languages. Romance languages. Thank you. Then uh, over on Twitter, Rathian Hudson said, uh, "Retro Rewind Pod Episode One Sixty: Ursula versus Triton. The movie. Did you retro re re podcast? The ladies are taking over. This is a nice angle to the podcast. Taking turns. I know the question is. I know the question is for you, but I'd like a lynx body. So I think that's a that's a type of uh, big cat, right? A lynx." Maybe, maybe. Uh, and yes. then, thank you. Thank you for That's responding, right. Nathan. Uh, and then Sebastian was awesome. Flounder was a side dish. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Apparently he wants to eat flounder. Wow. And then we got an iTunes review. So now we're up to 19. We need. It'd be awesome if we could get 20. Hey, leave us that 20th review. You right now. I mean, just stop. Go through the hassle of <laughs> opening up iTunes because why not? And leave a review. Uh, but we have a GS Panda. Panda. Hmm. Sounds like someone I might know. Someone on this very show now, right behind me. No. Uh, but GS Panda says uh, the review's tiled. It's like hanging with your friends. Five stars. This is such a great podcast. Each episode feels like you're sitting at a table with your best friends taking, talking about the movies and games that you love and hated. They do a great job of keeping things relatable, encouraging, and fun. I'll have to rate this podcast as classic. Nice. So thanks again, everyone, for that feedback. A uh, couple announcements that are very time sensitive. If you're listening to this on the day it releases, you only have like one or two more days to enter our uh, the one and only Iron Giant giveaway for that 8x10 beautiful print by uh, Colin Schlicht. Again, check him out at artbycolin, that's C-O-L-L-I-N.com, artbycolin.com. Uh, we have several people entered in the giveaway on how you enter that. Again, you go to our Facebook group, uh, retrorewindpodcast.com slash group. You join it. You comment on that post, which is at the top in our announcements, and you are entered in to win uh, this this awesome 8x10 print. You can, If you're not on Facebook, you can also reach out to us uh, via our contact form, retrorewindpodcast.com slash contact. Just say, I am a rewinder and want to be part of the Iron Giant giveaway. So, and just be clear, if you've gone to that post and you've reacted to it, that doesn't count. You need to comment on the post. Uh, just say, you know, I want to be in the giveaway or something like that. So, because we've got lots of reactions, but not everyone commented. So, looking forward to uh, giving that away uh, for uh, live at twitch.tv slash pod. This Friday, November 23rd, for our Legend of Zelda uh, Link to the Past six-year anniversary episode. Also, that is the day that Art by Colin uh, coupon code ends. If you go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Colin, again, that's C-O-L-L-I-N, then that'll take you to Colin Schlick's beautiful art store. 
where you can buy the one and only poster or lots of other ones. He has a beautiful Jurassic Park one, beautiful Jaws one. Uh, lots of great art there. Uh, make great Christmas gifts for movie and uh, comic book fans. Uh, and you can get a 30% off your purchase if you enter Retro Rewind at checkout. But that ends this uh, Black Friday. So be sure to take advantage of that coupon code. And thank you again so, so much to Colin Schlicht for uh, allowing us to partner with him to give away one of his prints and also to give you guys this exclusive offer that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, we're not, you, we're pretty much saying you have to listen to be able to hear this offer. So you guys are very special. You guys get this 3% off. So thanks again for uh, doing that and hope you get some awesome prints out of, out of it. Uh, back to the usual suspects, i.e. usual things I say at the end of the episode. Vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We are RetroRewindPod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also watch us record these very podcasts as well as live streams, video games, and pixel art illustration if you follow us at twitch.tv slash RetroRewindPod. But if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, go to pauljpowers.com. Do it! <laughs> or listen to the next episode when we cover The Legend of Zelda. Which legend? Find out. Indeed. <laughs> now, was that too fast? Because that's basically how you said it. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. And speaking of Twitch, I want to shout out to our Twitch circuits that are people that subscribe to us on Twitch, which is another way to support the podcast uh, and the work and the content we produce. Thank you so much to Twitch circuits, Dale71129, Chris Nitz, War Hero LJ, Eric the Viking for Herky, Mad Cowan, Paul J. Powers, Christian Geek Central, Nathan James Norman, Rodius1886, Doc Holiday, 364 and Napod. Thank you so much for supporting us over on Twitch. Uh, and I want to say thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show with me. So fun getting to do this podcast with you. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate You're you. You're welcome. Too bad there can be only one of us in the end, but that's okay. Uh, what? <laughs> moving on, moving on. I knew it. This is the mirror universe. <laughs> and you have to kill the captain to become the captain. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever considered pirating? Working your way up the rank. Oh my gosh. Because if I'm the captain, someone's going to come and kill me. Oh, good point. Anyway, uh, I also want to. So kill the guy below you and then kill the captain. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to say a very special thank you to both our guests. We'll start with uh, Dallas Amora. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, And one more episode, and you will actually be uh, promoted to chief, it turns out word so look out for that in the future but in oh. dallas i wanted to say Ooh. i like the mustache you're growing out you think you could make it look like sean connery's in the, from the highlander <laughs> by the time the, the month of november ends i don't think i have enough swagger to be sean connery to do no but sean just connery. the just the, the mustache <laughs> and a little bit of beard underneath or uh. maybe uh Nathan, you could shave yours to make it look like his. <laughs> Dallas, where can people find you online? Is there anything you'd like to promote? You guys can find me. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Geek Devotions. You can also go to geekdevotions.com. And, awesome. uh, oh, we're also Twitch. We're doing that now. That's the thing. Sweet. We're yeah, definitely check them out on Twitch as well. And thank you again, Dallas. Nathan James Norman, where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? 
Yeah, they can find me online on my blog at NathanJamesNorman.com, where I usually blog about things that get me into trouble. Uh, also, Listen some of my podcast. writing. Yeah, that's right. Some of my writing uh, work there as well. Um, you can uh, find me at my church at www.orchardchurch.net and listen to sermons. And you can find my podcast, The Untold Podcast, where we produce uh, audio fiction that's free, at least on a monthly basis, at www.untoldpodcast.com. Uh, also, I have a short story that is Ooh. featured in an anthology that just came out from the Crossover Alliance. It is called um, uh, The Crossover Alliance Anthology Volume 4, Monsters. And my book, or not my book, my short story is called How to Bury a Child Molester. Ooh, int- intriguing. Yeah. Just say yeah. I do, right? Just say I do. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, so you can uh, find that out over at uh, thecrossoverlines.com. Wait, 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 wait. Fantastic. Did you say Mary or Barry? Barry, Paul. Oh, I said Mary. That's why <laughs> I said, to, oh, just say I do. <laughs> how to Barry. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I'll bury that I guy. That's fine. Tribute to do it. It's it's a horror story. In case you couldn't guess. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. Well, very cool. Thank you so much again, Nathan, for being here, and Dallas again, and Paul again. But most of all, I mean, I mean, they're they're cool and all. But I really thank you. Yes, you listening right now, uh, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Thank you for spending time with us, whether this is your first time listening to the show or you're part of the Rewinder community. Uh, we pray that you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX. Uh, you can ha- and you can hire me to do pixel art illustrations for you at Fiverr uh, over at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network. Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. You can catch us at either of those, but like a Pokemon, we gotta catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. So the crew of the RR Pod completed another mission, and in the interim of waiting for reflux capacitors to charge and twitch circuits to recalibrate, the crew enjoyed pizza and Mountain Dew, discussing the past and the future, which itself revolved around the past. But unbeknownst to Francisco and Paul, a darker will was at work, behind the scenes, so to speak. How long did the Berg say it would be until it was ready? Could be today or another couple weeks. Depends on how quickly they can test movie space time to make sure it doesn't collapse in on itself when we update, you know, the original episodes with our current range standards. Okay, I guess I'm just getting a little more unnerved than I thought. I mean, like, what if you going back using this quantum jump drive somehow undoes the last six years of rewinds because you mm-hmm. decide to re-rate Superman 3 as tragic and when we end our friendship over it which creates an alternate 20XX where Dr. Wily wins and you know cats and dogs are living together mass hysteria <sighs> being a bit dramatic aren't we? Of course. well yes because I don't believe in alternate realities anyway mm-hmm. but seriously why are you test piloting and going back and not someone else the captain should stay with the ship. So, yes, I know we could send a red shirt, but if there is actual danger in this re-rewind process, I would not want anyone else to sacrifice their lives for it. I mean, I started this thing. I should be the one to go out there. 
Alright, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few kind of thing, huh? Okay, Star Trek. But I'm pretty sure things are going to be fine in rewriting these reviews. Our engineers know what they're doing. 